When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 956 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by the usual crew. This crew is good, to quote Heat. I got Ben Funky asking here. I got James Dean Raider. And I got no Shane Sparks by law, as required by Ben. It's in his contract. He can pull the plug on Shane whenever he wants, and he pulled it. (laughs) He pulled Uh, it. That's funny. He even got him a job broadcasting at the University of Utah for some football game in order to Utes. keep him off the show. Beautiful out there in Utah. He's going to love it. He might be the nice Mormon woman and never come back. Man. Can you imagine? He's going to see the mouse. He's like, man. Just, I can't wait to hear what he thinks about Utah because I think he's going to love it. Because um, yeah. He generally loves most things. He can find the good in, in a lot of things. Yes, except, that, except that's for very like, true. Except for like three points. Well, see if he can find the good in this, Christian. Gable, Gable's pulling out of Worlds. He's going to wrestle in the NCAA season, allegedly. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I wish I got to make some decisions. Because, listen, I know I know he can beat the guys at the NCAA. We've already seen that many, many times. I want to go see him win Worlds. That might be a challenge against Zare or some of these other guys. I think Gable's a favorite, but I want to see it. It's, do you not like it more because you don't get to watch him wrestle or also because of just how it went down kind of really late in the game um, and he makes the team and then just doesn't do it? Well, yeah, but I, w- I want to see him in a challenge. I want to see him in a challenging situation. You know, I thought if he was the favorite at the U.S. Open and the trials, it would have been a really big favorite. At the NCAAs, he's even a bigger favorite. I mean, um, like he's such a big favorite, I'm not even gonna bet on it because you know I'm not gonna bet twenty thousand to win twenty bucks, <laughs> you know whatever it is. Um, so no yeah, the, the world, he's hero. still the favorite, but you could see him losing to some of those guys, and I want to see what I want to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, so it. Uh, I mean, it's been swirling for a bit now, but Gable not doing the world championship. It's going to be Mason Paris. Pretty late in the game. This, although this is something that happened last year with with Giangelo Hancock. Pretty late in the game, and she's like, "No, I'm going to WWE." And now Gable, you presume this is WWE related, um, if I had to guess. And and you know, you could get, you could say, "Well, this is Gable's decision. Is it WWE's decision? Um, yeah. What what was it? You know, because I don't know." Um, I got I would, to assume that the WWE has something under the contract where um, they get rights over kind of like he has to ask permission to do things. I know my UFC contract was that way. So like when I wanted to do beat the streets, I had to say, hey, guys, can I do this? And they said, yeah, no problem. You know, m- most of the time it's not an issue. Um, but I got to assume that's in a similar situation with this contract. Yeah. And, and there's also... A difference between all right, I'm going away for the weekend to wrestle Final X in the U.S. Open, and I'm going to miss two to three weeks of training because I'm in Europe. Um, yeah, and ma- and maybe that was the thing, and maybe they plan on using him during the time he'd be he would be overseas. 
Um, the, the weird thing is, I don't think he's made a WWE appearance since that July 4th one that he did. Huh. So, um, you know, I don't know what to make of that. I'm no yeah. WWE I mean, uh, you know, the one the where my uh, head went right away was um, the NCAs will be significantly more watched, right, by everyone. And then there's almost a guarantee he's going to win. So, like, that's easy press for the WWE. Um, and now, especially, you know, they're owned by Endeavor, who uh, who owns UFC also. ESPN and UFC have a deal. So, you know, there's kind of like a lot of mutually beneficial things there. You came on this big stage at the NCAAs, whereas at Worlds, the, the viewership probably won't be nearly as high. And there's a chance he loses. Right? Yes. That's not a great look. Mm-hmm. Yep. All true. All very true. So... Obviously disappointing, and obviously for the for Team USA, not good because now, yes, not good. No matter, even though there was a question, hey, how well is Gable going to do? There's no scenario where we're like he could be outside the top five, right? We're we're we feel certain no that's going to happen. Now with Mason Paris, that's an absolute question. Now he's good enough to medal. I think we all believe and agree with that. But there's a difference between meddling and. Um, you know, that's going to be tough. And then being top five is, is no gimme either. And he's going to be drawn in. Uh, he's not going to have any seeding criteria. So he, that's a wild game. And, and the reason top five, I didn't mention this, but you most of you know, but you have to be top five to qualify the weight for the Olympic Games. And if you don't qualify yeah. it here, you know, we'll probably do it at Pan Ams. But there's no guarantees. So this, this decision has, you know, potentially longer lasting effects beyond the world championships and we're trying to qualify weights for this is the most important world championships there are of the year and we've got uh, a first timer in zane richards a first timer in nick lee a first timer in mason paris at three olympic weights right that's that is you know you know we've got dake taylor and um kyle at the other three so you feel really confident about those but it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. Yeah. Um, is Mason Paris have any seating points? No, I don't believe so. Um, okay. Now, you know what? He might. Because he, I think he did a rankings. Kozak. Yeah. Kozak, come on. Give us a deal He's here. He, JD's, JD's digging as we speak. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, because that would be obviously. Because Gable obviously not would not have. Gable Russell did nothing. So yeah. it actually would be helpful if, if he was, you know, seated opposite people. Yeah. Oh, Joe Franklin, I'm going to yell at you. All, all due respect. He said, everyone was so excited when Gable joined the WWE, which I never understood, flow guys included. Well, this is a result. You like it now? No. I've only ever hated it. I've always hated it. No, Christian, I, I remember like... saying you were so excited. <laughs> be quiet. I've always <laughs> hated it. You've trolled me about how much I hated it. And I hate it more now than ever. And I'm sorry. I want to watch him wrestle. Real wrestling, not fake wrestling. He can do whatever he wants. But I don't have to like it. And I still don't like it. And I've never liked it less than I like it right now. The so, only USA heavyweight with ranking series points is Hayden Zilmer at 13. Oh, all right. <laughs> 13 seed. That's a big one. So, hey, uh, re- read us the 1, 2, 3, and 4 real quick just so we see uh, you know, who's, uh, who's up there. At goal, number one. Yep. Munkter, number oh, he's number three. Petrus Vili is number two. And then the Hungarian is four. Zare five. Zare. So they see and they see eight now or no? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm I'm cheering for us to end up on the two three side. Amar Desi is seven. Let's end up. Let's end up there. Yeah, Paris going to beat Desi. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. I'm worried about anyone with a really good gut wrench um, against Mason. That'll scare me a little bit. Oh yeah, it's, a, it's valid. So hopefully. Um, we're all right there. I know for a fact Mason has been preparing every step of the way as if he'd be the guy. It's been known for months. This was an option. This is not something where Mason's like, oh, I'm going. It. This has been on the radar for a while. And the Michigan staff and USA staff have been keeping Mason ready. And he is ready. Yeah. And he's good. I mean, this is a guy, you know, if you don't know Mason's sort of ledger and freestyle, he's a junior world champion. He beat uh, Zare, the Iranian, by pin. And you can say, well, since that time. Yeah, you could say since that time, but it's better than the alternative, being pinned by Zare. And um, <laughs> so, you know, it's good. Valid it's, observation, Christian. Well, people well, people just want to be dismissive of a result that I find to be totally relevant. And, yeah, no, it's And good. say it's irrelevant. Um, and you know what? I thought he did a good job at Final X against Gable, too. Yes. Um, compared to the U.S. Open. so Yeah. Sad we don't get to see Gable. Hopefully Mason Paris does well. I think there's a you know a potential of him. I think there is a really potential of him doing really well. Obviously, mm-hmm. I could see him losing to Azare or Pedrosvili. I could see him losing to all those guys. Um, so hopefully he establishes himself, places top five, qualifies to wait, and we don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Mason, yeah. You, you feel he's a good – he's a great backup option right I feel like he's clearly our number two as well and he had to beat some good guys to to earn that distinction right not just the great American hero he had to beat Nick Wazdowski who had been a previous Mm -hmm. uh, foil of his so I I like it Um, I like that part of it I like I dislike every other aspect of it (laughs) Um, so yeah big big doings and it does sound like he is planning to come back for college We'll, we'll see. But that's what's I mean, crazy. I mean, to answer I mean, that one question, I, I kind of gave my take on why that those two things are going together. Can you give what you think about that? Well, I there's oh. financial incentive for him to come back. He obviously okay. commands a lot of money in the NIL, with, you know, whether it's Minnesota or otherwise. Uh, so I think he's going to be compensated. I think that's a big yeah. reason. I think for the reasons you said, I think it's just a lot easier for him to manage his schedule doing college wrestling versus, um, you well, know. But, okay, but the counterpoint to that, Christian, is he would only be doing one more event here, a singular event, right? True, but, I mean, I think being gone the better part of a month is just something that the WWE maybe wouldn't tolerate, whereas he yeah, could still true. be training every week, um WWE, which I don't even know what that means to train WWE, but acting classes oh my You're gonna get beat up like that reporter. I keep warning you. What do you mean? What? What is it? What? Remember that, the reporter that got smacked. Question. Don't don't act like you know what they do at WWE practice. What is I WWE? know I was there. What do they do at WWE practice? I'm I'm saying genuinely, I don't know what they could possibly okay. be. What they do there? Well, obviously. Um, while while they are, uh, I don't see. What, I don't know what the proper terminology is because I'm not trying to get smacked. I mean, I could fight back a little better than you, I think. But 
That's debatable. You know, that dude got sm- uh, reporter got smacked up a little bit. John Stossel. I'm faster, um, so I'm way <laughs> less likely to get hit then. <laughs> so uh, there's obviously uh, routines or choreographs and the, the way the moves work together, right? And if they don't have the timing and the uh, the pressure and the balance correct, they're going to get jacked up a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. These are high flying aggressive moves. So I'm sure they're figuring out how do we do these maneuvers where we're not seriously injuring our opponent or part, you know, partner, opponent, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Right. Got it. Injury prevention. Injury prevention. Probably getting critiqued on, you know, on their, I know they actually have, um, they actually had a camera was called, but they went in and they practiced their promos, like just in front of a blank. It was just like kind of a box almost, you know, Mm -hmm. and then the WWE people would watch them and give them feedback on their promos. Monologues. That's actually something I think the UFC should do. Because promos sell, boy. I mean, if you oh, got a guy yeah. who can cut a good promo, he'll go to the top so much faster than a guy who's silent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Big time. Okay. So promo cutting, injury prevention, just a day in the WWE training center. <laughs> got it. <laughs> sounds sounds super cool. All right. Should we do tiers or just continue yes, to not do that? Yes, do tiers. I kind of so like actually someone them. was bullying you on Twitter um, because I guess last year, you keep saying it's so early, it's so early, but last year I guess we started way earlier than this year. Yeah, I guess we ran out of stuff to talk about earlier in the summer. We just had a, a summer rife with topics, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that must have been the case because yeah, last summer, uh, um, and maybe it was just the way the events fell, or obviously we were both traveling a lot, so maybe it had something to do with that. But yeah, we did not, uh, we didn't get to them. Yeah, it could be also like there's just so much news, news like with transfers and coaching changes, and even like yeah. I felt like it's just a more active news cycle for freestyle this spring summer, so maybe that was part of it as well. But anyway. Uh, why don't we kick it to JD? Why don't you just set this up how you want to do it? Explain tiers, and um, yeah, we can start. Love it. For those my of favorite you... segment of the year, I think. <laughs> I don't know why you love tiers so much. They are fun, but favorite it, it is kind of crazy. But for those of you, who what's don't, your favorite segment then, JD? I don't know. Maybe just like predicting actually where they'll finish, or predicting matches, or something like that. I kind of like Tears okay. a lot, too. Tears is fun, because it, <laughs> yeah, if you have go. not watched this show for the past handful of years, Tears is where we slot guys into, and this kind of gets weird sometimes with Tears, but where they fit. So if like we think number one, two, and three could all kind of beat each other, but number four, five, and six can't, those, those are two separate tiers, but sometimes we get a what we call next topic where number one is far and away better yeah. than the rest of the competition and he, he's on a tier by himself, etc., etc. And we go weight by weight. So we're going to get to the first couple weights today. And these are, we're using uh, John Kozak and Mai's preseason rankings weight by weight. Um, so starting with 125. We got Matt Ramos, number one, Anthony Noto, two, Richie Figueroa, three, Eddie Ventresca, four, Eric Barnett, five, Steve Opuyan, six, Brett Unger, seven, Jacob Camacho, eight, Dean Peterson, nine, and Pat McKee, ten. We'll kind of start there. Um, 
I don't know how deep into these tiers we want to get. Normally, do, but what do we do? Like three? Yeah, three. I think for this three one, tiers. I feel like for one twenty-five, we're not going to have as many tiers. I think we're going to have some. Because there's a huge. So one twenty-five is is tiers. the craziest. I think it'll be the craziest weight this year because I think I, you know, someone could come in and just be the man all year long. Yeah. But I think it's going to be very tumultuous throughout. So 100%. my tier one has four guys. Whoa. Um. Matt Ramos, Anthony Noto, Jacob Camacho, and Richard Figueroa. Ooh, I thought so. I thought someone was going to leave Figueroa off, and I was thinking he is probably absolutely tier one until proven otherwise. He beat he beat Matt Ramos. He did not yeah. lose. He's getting better. Um, I I think I think his his why I like Richie one he is a winner and he has won a lot of matches. His defense is going to keep him in everything. He's he's solid on the mat. He can really ride when he needs to. Yeah. Um, I just think he has a lot. He has a couple different ways to win. I think he needs to find more points. I think he can yes. be a little too content to to win a, a grinding, slower paced match. And um, I think that that could be a little different. I feel like every every one of these guys, except maybe Camacho, has like a pretty clear like hole. You know, like, hmm. and and some, and also a pretty clear dynamite weapon. You know, Matt Ramos is dynamite. Fearless. He can score in bunches. That was kind of like a piles to our uh, piles. That was kind of like a Shane Sparks term. Yeah. Okay, I'll <laughs> take it. Um, but Ramos can score from space, upper body, just kind of high flying. Noto is so good on top. Camacho can kind of wrestle from everywhere. He's yep. he's he's really good on his feet. He can counter wrestle. He's good on top. Uh, I know we haven't seen him much, but we saw him at the U.S. Open. He was solid there. Beat mm-hmm. Patrick Glory. He's got. He's a guy where if you look at his wins over the over his career, he's got a lot of good ones. He's beating Jack Mueller, right? So I I feel he might be my pick, honestly, to to win it all with a gun to my yeah. head. But I I gun feel to your head. you could and I'll say I'll, one last thing I'll say about Tier One here. Is you could make a case for so many of these guys to be in this tier. You could say mm, right now, Michael D'Agostino, Michael D'Agostino at Big Ten's majored Matt Ramos. How do you yep. not have him tier one? Fair. <laughs> I was going to bring guys, that up. You didn't mention it. I was going to bring it up. It's been mentioned now. There's a lot. Patrick McKee can beat any of these guys. Fair. Yep. But we, we, Pat didn't have that kind of year last year. We were kind of always waiting. Is it going to happen? Is he going to be that guy? And we never saw that guy, even at NCAs, when we thought we might. Um, yes. You know, I, I feel that way about a lot of these guys. I mean, who knows what Robbie Howard can do? Who knows what Drake Ayala can do? There, Caleb Smith was like a four or five seed, and now he's going to Nebraska. Um, he was great at App State, but couldn't put it together in NCAs. I think he could do well. He's a guy with really good wins. So, um, listen, that's yeah. my four. I feel the strongest about it, but... I'm, it's not airtight. You know what I want to do here? So, because I, you know, we we you you what you attacked it right away, and I was going to say, in certain situations, we've made we've made um, you know four or five tiers. If there's if there's a, an archipelago, right? If there's like there's one person and there's another person, and there's only two people on tier one and mm-hmm. two. This one, 
this one might we might do some geography history here. This one might be like Pangea when it's all just jammed together and there's only one tier because all these dudes can beat each other. It's pronounced you guys Pangea. Remember that? It's pronounced all Pangea. The landmass was in one it's, part, Christian. I don't know if you know this. Okay, yeah, but it's not called Pangea. It's called Pangea. <laughs> That's what it's called. No, it's called Pangea. No, Gaea. I've always heard Gia, but right, you are the geography look it up. major. Google it. He's a geology major. All he knows about geography. Is geography. Geology. Although geology is more about plate tectonics and stuff, you know, geography talked about it a little bit, but that's more geology. Anyways, I think, dude, I look at this list and I'm like, yeah, Patrick McKee can beat any of these dudes. Giagostino literally at 12 majored the number one guy, Matt Ramos. And mm-hmm. to me, what Tears is all about is where is the separation, right? Where is the separation between these people? And it's like, I go all the way down to Brandon Kaler. Um, I don't have his wrestling stat up, but I know he beat some of these top-ranked dudes. A guy like Eddie Ventresco was like 27 going into NCAs. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to separate Eddie Ventresca up? Like, I don't think I want to do that, you know? Um, I literally feel like these guys are just one bunch. And, yes, they may separate during the course of the year. Yeah, he actually did lose that. I knew it. Uh, Ventresca lost to Brandon Kaler. They might separate as the year moves on. Ventresca lost to everybody. Unger, Smith, he's losing everybody. Um, so they might separate, but I feel like it's one chunk. You're just going Still one chunk. 15. How about that? You're going a, a group. This is the most pointless tears ever. <laughs> That's what I said. It's, That's it's, ridiculous. Uh, that is Pangea, the most cowardly. Pangea, whatever you guys want to call it. That's I don't the care. biggest cop-out, weakest. Club. How about a little discernment? There's going to be some separation here. And you know what? You got Ben Askren on the show, this self-proclaimed greatest wrestling mind. You hear it all the time. He has this level. And he can't, he can't, as we, he looks at both watching these guys wrestle and looks at all the results. You cannot discern any difference for 15 guys. There, there's Even the Kaisen Tarantino. Like, indiscernible. I could, he beat Barnett. He's had some other really good wins. He's had some not so good things also, right? Like most of these guys. But... If you I told didn't me know we had Shane really Sparks on the show. Year, I'm really not all that surprised. I didn't think Shane was here, saying anyone can beat anyone any given well, day. Well, we've only got the one weight. You, 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 you know, You're sparking honestly, it hard. I'm, doing, I'm going Archipelago at 133. So, oh, my goodness. You know, JD, you restore remember? order to this. So did you literally just put the top 15 dudes... He literally... No, I think, I think it was actually 18. I think he, begged all for, he begged for tears for weeks and then refuses... To even participate. Well, I'm doing it correctly. He, you guys are doing no, it incorrectly no, for you're the doing sake it of the uh, segment. No, no, no. There is separation. You cannot deny there is separation. Oh, you just you just lazy. You mailed it in. Mailed separate it in. for me. Separate it for me. Uh, I will whatever argument you come up with, you have I to will, draw the line uh, somewhere. I will uh, take apart that argument. And it's not just am I shocked that this guy beats this guy? It's no, there is separation between Yeah, that's what I, yes. That's what I'm saying. Sep- clear separation. Make it for me. I, I mean, there, there. I think there is clear separation between the top three guys and number 15, 16, 17, 18. Look, you need to look at some of the losses for some of these guys, too. I mean, I just looked at number two, Anthony Noto. You want to know who you lost to last year? Yes. Tucker Owens. Malik Heinzelman. Now tell me he's a clear tier one again. With this weight, he is a clear yeah, two one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear it on either one. Of I already, you. I've already said it. It's been declared. No, he's not, guys. He lost. It. Okay, Tucker Owens. He's a great American. I'm sure he's at the Air Force Academy. 
But you lost to Tucker Owens. You don't get to be tier one. I'm sorry. I mean, you lost and- to Malik Heinzelman, not tier one. Sorry, Malik Heinzelman, really good wrestler, not tier, not tier one guy. Okay. There is separation though between the top couple guys because when I look at it preseason, I see. I'm gonna draw the line. It it is tough to draw the line though. Ha! Yes. Now admit it. It's but, tough but, to draw the line. You know what? I'll draw a line for you. I'll draw a line for you. Ready for well, this? I I can see Matt Ramos, Noto, Figueroa in the NCAA finals. Okay. I, I just don't you can't see Camacho. See... Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm not. I could see Camacho ah. before. Camacho's gonna be my pick. All right, I'll draw a line for you. I don't know you. if you I guys can ready see for this? Braxton Brown. You want to draw a line? The only one that you can make real good sense of: Richard Figueroa and Matt Ramos, Tier One. Okay, I'm. Well, why not Camacho? Um, Camacho, he didn't even compete last year, correct? He was hurt. He, I think, tore his ACL. So Trombley was so in we'll, last we'll year. So we'll leave him as a question mark because uh, we haven't seen him in quite a while. But um, yeah, I mean. He, he has a strong in, argument. In and let's see, his only losses, I believe, are really good ones. Let me look. Barnett, Glory, Latona, Spencer Lee. He has a Noah Certain loss. <laughs> and I don't know. I think that maybe pulls him out. Unless you want to put Noah Certain tier one, which I'm okay with you, that. You I think can you just already put did. everybody who beat somebody in a tier in the in that, that Okay, tier. guys, what is tiers? Tiers is separation where we know... Okay. Um, let me. Okay. Let's just go to one thirty-three, so I can provide an example. If I told you, if I told you that um, Brody Teske beat Vito at Ruja, or Brody Teske beat Dayton Fix, yes, we we all like, understand. Well, how did that happen? We all understand that different okay. different weights have different thresholds for separation, and thirty-three is a weight that has more very obvious separation. No, I got standards here. I got standards for my separation. No, I th- I say you have no You're standards. like JD on a late night in Cardi, no standards. <laughs> <laughs> I think that hit close to home. <laughs> um yeah, no, this Hope is 20 33 is so much easier. Yeah, that but so why are we just why are we going to relax the standards? I mean, I think uh I guess I could see an argument for Camacho also because it has been a year and besides the certain loss, he had zero bad losses in uh, the 2022 season. Mm-hmm. Um, but Figueroa actually has actually had no losses. He's had some close matches, and you know, even even Ramos has had some not so great losses. We we mentioned he got majored by Diogas. You know, the second to last tournament of last year. Mm-hmm. Second to last tournament. It wasn't like he got majored in November and then turned it around. He got yeah. majored at Big Tens. So yeah. it's really hard for me to say. Oh yeah, he also totally lost to Anthony well, Moulton. Butt kicked. You know he lost to Anthony Moulton as well. Yeah, I didn't even bring that one up. Yeah, Anthony Moulton. I mean, it was. Has a I think Moulton was at least a qualifier, right? <laughs> he has a Sour Patch but, Kids tattoo. Anthony Moulton. How do you know something like that? He, uh, who do you think gave it to him? <laughs> I did not give it to him. It's I just, don't know. It's vis- It's like on his shoulder. It's very visible. Yeah. Sour I Patch Kids? I don't even know what their logo looks like. I'd have to look that one up. You don't know what Sour Patch Kids are? Well, I know what they are. They're they're a candy that uh, is like really sour and chewy, yeah. right? But sour I, patch you know kids what their you know what their logo is? It, 
it's a picture of the candy, basically. Yeah, isn't it the little bears? Wait, they're not bears. What are they? They're still little they're catchers. I don't know. I don't know. There's kids. <laughs> they're probably Sour Patch Kids. You're just eating tasty sour children. It's great. You know what, Ben? I think you've talked me into a very large. Oh my god! Oh yeah! That's how I know. I'm not getting as crazy as you. I'm drawing the line after number twelve, Michael D'Agostino. Yes. But take that, piles. But I am tossing Jory Volk up in there with him. Why Uh, Jory Volk? I I think he's just posed for a big year. (laughs) I mean, he was the one guy I was going to kick out of that tier. Look, he he wrestled. He went right away. I mean, he beat the Augustino. He did go right away. He beat the Augustino. He was close to uh, All American. Tucker Owens this year too. This yeah, I don't know, man. He got pinned by Whitcraft. He got. You can say that about almost all these. I can't say anyone else got major ten one by Eli Griffin. That's the past. This is now. (laughs) Caleb Piles defense. (laughs) Um, yeah, he's got some toughies. I, li- I like Jory. Hey, what what way is Spratly going? I assume 25. Oh. He's another he guy. He might be in tier one. But until he's... I haven't, I've seen more of Volk than I have of Spratly, just including like U20 World Championships and stuff like that. So as of right now, I'm putting Spratly in tier two. Oh, for sure. Let's see. Yeah, he's... Spratly. He, he got certain as well. He got pinned by certain and he got beat by Nico Provo. That's not bad, but nothing to. So, su- he beat the Agostino in overtime, though I guess. In by injury default. But it's I mean, so it's tied going into overtime, right? And then he, he got hurt in overtime somehow. He beat Braxton Brown. Yeah, he he's gonna be tough. I don't know exactly what tier he'll land in, but he's tough. Yeah. Are there any other true or redshirt freshmen that we're not considering that could hop? Because this is a weight where. You know, it's not like a 97 where you're like, oh, my God, it would be so hard for a true freshman to pop in here and do well, yeah. right? This is a way where you're like, a true freshman could definitely pop in here and, and wrestle hard. But is there one that's even – No. I, I remember looking I at the recruiting classes, and it didn't seem like there was anyone really that's going to threaten there. I don't think so. Nor I. Um, yeah, I could be talked – I could honestly be talked out of – I'll say this. I could be talked out of Noto – in tier one and could slide him down and just leave it Figueroa, Camacho, and Ramos. And I'd feel good about that too. So you're right on that part on the Noto part. But I I think there is separation there. It's not as easy as Dayton Fix and Vito Arugio versus the thirty three field, but a discerning eye can can uh, separate these. Guys, do you want to go to 33? I'm I'm looking through. Kill you is probably too big two? to make 25. Correct. Oh well, there is no tier two if everyone's in tier one. Well, My... I know. I'm just I'm just looking real quick at uh, the big board. So Kale Hughes, Sergio Lemley, man, there are really Mark Anthony McGowan is the highest ranked little yep. guy at 21. Um, he's really tough, but and he will obviously go right away because Princeton doesn't redshirt. Mm-hmm. Um. Could he make a difference? I'm not sure. Yeah, so my tier two, revised. Noto, Ventresca, Barnett, Poulin, Unger, Peterson, McKee, Ayala, D'Agostino, Smith. Not necessarily in that order, but that is kind of the order of rankings. And then tier three, I have 
Kaylor Brown, Jory Volk, Noah Certain, Kyson Tarakina, Ryan Miller, Nick Babin, and I'll throw Robbie Howard in there, even though he's he's an unknown to a degree. But he's someone I could definitely see in Tier 2 if healthy for the full year. But that's something we haven't seen since 2021. I mean, how long has this guy – he's already had – he's had three years of college. Bro, but he has like four years left. Two years have had zero matches. I think he has four years left too, Ben. Because a red shirt and a, a Olympic red yep. shirt and the first year would have been uh, – that is, that is the wildest thing legend. ever right there. Injury, it'd be an injury year, a medical year last year. Corona year, redshirt year, injury year. Yeah, four years to go, four more years. So, you know, we could be seeing a lot of Robbie. Hopefully we do, for his own sake and health. But, yeah, I I think you put Robbie at Tier 3. And, honestly, all these guys, you know, they if the Tier 2 guys, if one of them snuck in the finals, like, I'm not – I'm not shocked either, but I do feel yeah. pretty certain in those top three. So that's my tears. Yeah. Um, huh. Am I going to stick to my guns and go, this is a big he, old tier one, or will I separate? There's no so I, I, for me, the two are either just one big tier, which you guys hated, but not, I think you guys kind of like it a little bit now, or <laughs> Ramos, Figueroa, and Camacho, I'm going to put Camacho up there. Yeah. Camacho really only had one one bad loss. Um, I'll do that. I'll go Ramos, Figueroa, Camacho, Tier 1, and then Tier tier 2. Just, we'll go all the way down to Terrakina. So you literally, you literally came up with my Tier 1 after all is said and done. You had no doubt no, there as well. Listen, you, I, I, I tossed I him out with you I, more I, than vice versa. I, let's, I, just, let's just state that the for tape. the record. Rewind the tape. I, I, I threw Noto out of Tier 1. and uh, After I made the argument. Yeah, but you still had Mega Tier 1 at that point. Uh, I had Tangea. <laughs> you know what? That's not how it's pronounced. I'm almost certain. How do you? I'm sticking with Big Tier 1. I'm giving a rip. Uh, Look, Pangea. Here it says. Hold on. Look, here's the actual thing. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Can you say it? Hold on. Wait, hold on. Play. Pangea. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll change it. I'll change it for you guys to make you guys happy. I just no. It doesn't. It would make me happy if you didn't say that, and I don't want you to embarrass yourself because you're a very smart guy. I don't get embarrassed very easily. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good quality to have, I think. Usually, usually pretty, especially when you talk on the radio for uh, a living or whatever we want to call this. This is not the radio. Yeah. You're going to say some stupid things once in a while. Oh, yeah. you got to get over it. Yeah. No big deal. All right. Do we want to do 133? Let's hit 133. Um, yeah. Let's do it. All right. So All right. this is well, I'll lead because I already told you mine. We got I got Vito 1. I got Fix 2. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go down to... We'll go... Cannon for three. So Nagao down to Cannon for three. I? Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying Vito totally by himself, Dayton totally by himself, and then Nagao. So you would be stunned if Aaron Nagao beat Dayton Fix? Oh, actually, I wouldn't. Okay. I didn't think so. Yeah, he transferred. That's what I thought. 
Um, so is it veto tier one or is it veto? No, I think I'm. I think I am going to go. I'm going to go veto tier one, and I will go. There is separation. I mean, we're talking a guy. Aaron Nagao has has one All American to his name, which is a fifth place finish, and Dayton Fix has three seconds and a fourth. So yes, I'm going to say that is separation. Um, is there a possibility that Nagao gets better? Yes, but I think Dayton at this point would be a pretty heavy favorite in that matchup. Say that was the semifinal, right? Which at, at current seating it is. Well, do you give him a Penn State bump? Well, I think more than just a Penn State bump, it's you look at the trajectory this guy was on outside of any school. He was mm-hmm. someone who, at the end of the year, was just coming on in a way. We, we were not talking yes. about Aaron Nagal. And then yes. it was uh, very, well, very obvious that the Big Ten... Tur- Hold on, one, one person. Okay. Um, Go for it. It's very, very obvious that like he was on a growth trajectory that was like putting him in conversations he wasn't in previously the year. So if that just, if that just trajectory just continues at, for a year at Penn State, I think he's due at least another slight bump. Which I think puts him in dog fights with Dayton. Sorry. Okay. So I, I think that you know the the, the factor that we're ne- negating here, um, or you you are because I, I guess I'm not, is the unknown. Right? There weren't a lot of people scouting and watching Aaron Nagown. He's a very True. very specific style, and once you make yourself known like that, and then every college coach is watching you, um, you either better be able to wrestle a bunch of different styles. Or you're going to become less effective because every single person is going to know what you're going to do. That's a very fair point. Very fair point. So I have a so part of me does feel like man, you watch Vito's NCAA tournament and you're like, how is anyone going to beat this guy? Mm-hmm. And then this guy, he lost to our boy but. Sam Latona, and that I don't think you can discount that. And I'm just so. not. I'm not. And I'm also now at the NCAA tournament. And also, <laughs> Latona gave him his toughest match of all NCAs. He was, yeah. like, either winning or tied sort of late in that match. And then I'm also, like, if Dayton beats Vito Arrugio to be in, become an NCAA champion, I don't think my mind is blown there either. And I, I – So, can, I don't know, Christian. What about what about the fact that – what about this? Uh, so, after Vito did what he did at the NCAAs, then he went up and backed it up at the U.S. Open and murdered everyone. Then he went and backed it up and beat Nishan twice. Yeah, like that's kind of what makes me feel way more secure. In that if it was the one tournament, I would I would feel similar to you. But it was that he did what he did at the Open. He did what he did at Final X, and that that cemented it for me. And maybe for Vito, he's a guy that is on a, a trajectory too. That like he's he's continuing to get better, right? I think that's pretty fair to say. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the guy's on the freaking world team. We just take that for granted anymore. That like yeah. that's that's really kind of a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm looking at it. and I have a hard time saying he's separated enough that I can't see anyone knocking him off. You know. Yes. Even even yeah. someone as great as Vito. Yeah, I mean the the one thing uh, that is. Um... Yeah, it's going to be really weird here. Is like, what do these guys do? Because we, I guess, at this point, we're assuming both of them are going to try to wrestle fifty-seven for the yeah. Olympic trials, which is set to be less than a month after the NCAs. How does Oof. that affect them? 
do one of them change weights to one of them Olympic red shirt? Because these are both guys who have been on a world team who we think have a legitimate chance of making the Olympic team. Um, yeah, that, that, that one to me is an interesting question. I don't think either one of them stated a very clear answer. No, definitely not. I, I have a hard time in that. I try to go by what's been seen, and we've seen Nagao be good, but we haven't seen him notch a win on this level yet. And I think I'm, I, I want to go. Here's what I want to do. I want Vito Dayton Tier 1, and I think Nagao Latona, I think they sort of have some separation. But then again, Kyle Rini, like, Latona's yeah. had, had some losses last year. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it could be a big Tier 2. With a lot of those guys, I don't know. How are, how are you viewing that, JD? Uh, I think there is separation after Latona, but when I think about my tier one, obviously Vito, mm-hmm. and then I think I include Dayton because I'm like you, where I could t- predict it right now, no, but I mean, it's Dayton fix. He can win an NCAA title. There's a scenario where he beats. Mm-hmm. Vito, if he's wrestling really good, but then at the same time I'm like, there's a scenario where I see uh, a year better, um, a Penn State Aaron Nagao beat Dayton Fix. Yeah, I mean he lost to McGee, which is probably not something we would we wouldn't have put Mikhail no. McGee in Dayton's tier. Although last year. that McGee, I mean I I would love to see McGee wrestle some freestyle because that McGee Vito match you guys hosted was freaking awesome, insane. Yeah, that match was so match. good, and honestly, I would I would venture to say like if if McGee would have made one little adjustment or something, like he could have very easily won that match. Yeah, you know, looking at Latona's year, it was he had a really solid year, but he he took some losses. Um, yeah, he did. You want me lo- to read I mean, them for lo- you? I got him. He lost to Mendez. He lost to Oreen. He lost to Mickey Philippi. He lost He's to Dylan Ragason, Jason Shaner, and uh, Vito. He takes his and, losses, but I feel like and he has one Pat more. Phillips. You one, big Pat one Phillips. Here. Yeah. Pat Phillips. Yep. I think he has a higher ceiling than, say, you know, some of these guys, like yes. 7, 8, 9, 10 range, just based off, off of mm-hmm. how good we have seen him be. So does that qualify him to be in a higher tier, the, the ceiling, or do we know he's got a very low floor so that puts him in a lower tier. Man, if I told you if I told you, hey, November first, Lucas Bird and Sam Latona are gonna wrestle, are you feeling like, oh yeah, look that's Sam. Like I'm not. Yeah. I I, no, I think not. that is I mean Not at all. Not at all, right? So yes. I think I'm the more I'm looking at it, the more I think he needs to be with those other guys and is Nagao on his own um, or is Nagao has he has Nagao earned that separation? He like has he's earned separation from your Latona's Arenas McGonagall. You birth. think? I know he took some. I don't losses, know, but <laughs> he. So let's let's look at it. Let's let's zoom in a little bit, and we yeah. can't just. I I want us to avoid that. Well, he's at Penn State now, so. Yeah. Every wrestling problem is now. Penn State solved. Homer Christian Piles, um, and you know there, there's a case that could be that could be made there. That yeah. Um, so he lost to Dayton. He lost to Braden Palmer via pinfall at the scuffle. 
we know Braden, what happened in that match, or I don't. Really I'm pretty sure he got cradle. Braden's got a really good um, cradle series, cradle. if I recall. He lost to Chris Cannon. These are fine losses. Lost yep. to RBY, RBY, and Dayton. So but to the, me, that and he was feels also like, in overtime with Berwick, and he was also in overtime with Birds. So you know, uh, and overtime Mendez. That was a great match. Um, so you know, I think so. What I think, Christian, is that big team. Um, you know, I, I talked about this. Is is uh, obviously no one's going to want to go under bottom because he's a beast on top, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're going to try to pick their spots offensively because he he is not dynamic offensively, and that would be the one thing that I think is maybe a big takeaway. All right, you want to hear mine's? Go for it. I got it. Okay. This has been oh. good. This has been helpful for me. So my tier one is Vito and Dayton. I feel okay with this. My one tier. tier. T- my tier two. Aaron Nagal, Sam Latona, Kyle Rini, Connor McGonigal, Lucas Bird, Chris Cannon. So kind of big. But I feel like with Cannon, we've seen some absolute flashes despite, you know. Yes. I mean – he beat Nagal. He's all American before, though, right? Yeah, and yeah, and he beat Nagal last year. Yeah, and then I think, and then I went Buzakis, Biscaglia, Kolioko, Teski, Palmer, kind of on down is sort of that tier three. I could get down with that. Yeah, because Buzakis has not proved himself, so I could I could get him out of that tier. Um, Biscaglia has been a solid guy, but has I don't think he's had any upper tier wins. Um, without looking it up, that's what I think I he's got. Say. I think he beat Dylan Ragason. Uh, I think that's his yeah. big win. Let me look it up. Right, and Ragason was a guy who was kind of hit or miss. Also, he's tier two or three for sure. Is Ragason still at eligibility? Yeah, several years. Mm-hmm. Several? What? I'm I'm pretty he's sure. Not, yeah, he's old. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. So he's got wins over Kolioko. I mean, that, that's a solid win. Solid. He lost to Redding twice, lost to Lamont. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking Biscogli out of my uh, – he was tier three for me. I'm going to take him out. He did beat, at these he beat Cannon and Ragason and Shaner. Or no, not Shaner. But he beat those other two at Vegas. He had a great CKLB. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, so that's that's solid. But yeah, I mean, I th- I feel okay with Biscogli at tier three, with for sure with Kolioko and Buzakis and Teske and Palmer. Like I feel, that's that's definitely his peer group. Um, so I'm gonna, I, I like what you did there with your uh, year tier two, but I'm gonna make that my tier three. So I'm gonna go Vito one, fix two. I'll take your tier two as my tier three, and then we're moving Buzakis, Biscogli, and Kolioko down to that following tier. Which is four for me. Yeah. I don't like the just the one really the tier one island tier two. I like archipelago. They're called it's called an archipelago when we have a series of small islands. <laughs> is that what it's called? You, you know that you heard well, that. Well, when, when do we get to the at one forty one? Do we get to an isthmus? Isthmus. <laughs> um, well, that would all, that would be all connected. So. Mm-hmm. That was your that was that was your one twenty five. You know that Madison's got an isthmus actually. That's huge. Yeah, that's bi- that's big for. Yeah, I don't think isthmus play in this game. Okay, no isthmus. I feel like your, uh, I feel like your one twenty five was an isthmus. Nah, that was more of a. Uh, they're all jammed together because they could just mix. And oh no, that was the Pangea. That's right. Yeah, that was Pangea. Pangea. 
I'm never going to hear Pangea again and not think Pangea. Pangea. I am agreeing with, I think I'm copying CP's tiers with uh, Vito and Dayton, tier one, Nagala, Tono, Rini, McGonagall, Bird, Cannon, two, Buzakis, Biscoglia, Kalioko, Teske, Palmer. I don't think there will be an easier tiering. Well, maybe there will be, but as I look at this, the more I look at it, the more I love it, JD. I teetered on Nagao quite a bit on maybe even making him in tier two island, but I I don't think so. I think if it, you need to base it on what's seen a little bit and not just totally now he's at this place. And yeah, he could he could win it, you know, no doubt. He's a he's a national champion caliber talent. Contender. But can he do it next year against those guys? Uh, I think he'd need to see a little bit more to put him in that group. Yes. He's going to score a lot of points, though. He's going to score a lot of points. Okay, mm-hmm. do we do... It's 918. Let's get to some questions. This was fun, though. Yes. Oh, I well, agree. I can't wait for some more tears. Um, all right, let's see some other questions. With the bu- recent buzz around Deion Sanders in Colorado, I feel Ben could do that similar or even more impactful things if he went on to coach college. Is that something he would consider if, say, U of Wisconsin offered? If not, is it something Max would take up? Max is a hell no. <laughs> so Max would just Max because we mentioned this before about you going to Missouri, but that would screw Max. And then and then someone was like, "Well, Max would come with him." Is Max just have zero interest in ever coaching in college? Yeah, Max has this thing where I, I don't really know why. Um, sometimes I think he builds up things in his head, but he says like he does want to babysit a bunch of eighteen to twenty-two year olds, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, I mean that's part of the job, right? Um, but, you know, in a little bit, we, we don't have responsibility for the kids we coach, but a little bit we do. Because mm-hmm. if they're out there acting like idiots and doing idiot things, they're not going to have the success they want in wrestling, right? So we kind of a little bit, you know, in a roundabout way, do have responsibility for the way they're living their lives. Um, and I feel the same way about the 18 and 22 year olds. And yeah, there's a little bit of hassle. I mean, uh, my biggest holdup would be, and I'm, I'm not leaving Wisconsin, right? So there's only one option if I were to do that. And even that would be like uh, I'm not so sure um, if I want to or not. I would have, I would have to, if it were to open. I would have to explore it. But um, it would be like just the bureaucracy, right? It's so great uh, being my own boss at AWA and doing exactly what I want to do. But then obviously there is a draw to like um, coach at the highest level of folk style wrestling. And I mean, Kale needs someone to challenge him. He's he's kind of going to win too easy. He needs someone who can kind of get on his level. Um, and so I would love that challenge. So, what, what are you saying right now? I would just you, I said it. I said I would consider it. Okay. Well, yeah. dang, that would be that would be pretty pretty. It's like literally, just like two weeks ago, you said you would not. Yeah, I, that's what, <laughs> that's I, what I, I said. Like, I think I probably said the exact same thing as I said now. Well, I said I probably don't think. I said I don't know if I'm hireable because, uh, especially at Madison, it's kind of a liberal institution, right? And. Uh, you know, at this point, even moderate things you say on Twitter, and I've said plenty of them, are like, that guy said some wild stuff. And it's like, well, I said, like, masks don't work. Even though there's 27 studies oh, that say gosh. they didn't work at all, right? People are still like, yeah, that's crazy. And I'm like, what well, about, here's the studies. Nope, crazy. Right? So, like, I don't know if I'm hireable or not. I'm guessing you're still hireable, Ben. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm kind of actually a little with Ben that that would honestly be a, a stick of <laughs> And also, like, Ben probably wouldn't. I don't know. Would you change? Um, no. Yeah, I mean, like, do I need 
and I guess uh, do I need to like post everything I feel on Twitter? Like I think it's important to say what I feel. Um, I don't know, but like I actually don't think I say anything that outlandish. And I think if like you know everything, uh, every once in a while I'll poke right just to kind of bug people, just because I think it's funny, and that's it. Um, so could I tone down that a little bit? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could see you get on somewhere and then just a movement starts just because that just kind of is the way people like to people know. are wild i mean people people have it's it's i think it's honestly a lot with a lot of these people it's because they have nothing better to do in their lives and they they see somewhere they can have an impact and they just like they want to feel power because they have no power mm-hmm. and they know like i mean the mask thing was the worst right because it was like all of a sudden every single person who has has power because they can say here are the rules you need to abide by the rules right and generally in life you have to do a lot of like correct things before you get power right because if you're if you're nobody you come to get a high school you're nobody right no one's going to listen to you because you haven't earned it and you have to earn power right that's how you get to the top organizations because people trust you they believe in you you make positive impact and then you you climb ladders right mm-hmm. and then you have power and everyone wants power. And all of a sudden, when they put in these arbitrary rules, all of a sudden, every single person had power, right? And these, you saw these flight attendants just being insane. I mean, I remember I got a fight on one of the NCAs because she said, you need to put your mask up. I said, well, I'm drinking a coffee. How fast would you like me to put it up? And she said, you need to put it up. I said, well, I'm allowed to drink. So, like, how long would you like me to be able to take drink sips? It's just ridiculous arbitrary rules that we all had to deal with because everyone who probably shouldn't have had power had power. Yeah, that was definitely the question. Um. <laughs> <laughs> How long between sips, Christian? Just tell me. I'll abide by your stupid rules as long as you make sense. Tell yeah. me. I think four seconds is reasonable. Four. <laughs> well, they serve it too hot. You have to drink a little slower than you would. I mean, geez Louise, four seconds. It was like, you know, and part of it was like, well, I got a phone in this hand, I got a coffee in this hand. I got, no, I ain't got no hands to move, move up my mask, but I suppose I'll put my phone down if you tell me, like, I got, like, 15 seconds or something. You know, well, I'll put my phone down for a second and put it up because you have dumb rules, whatever. Right on. The worst ones now, Christian, these people who still wear masks. There's no rules. They still wear masks. We There's one at the comedy show the other day, right? And they sit down. They got their masks on. Okay, whatever. You got your theatrics i got it but then they just take it down and start eating food or there was one on the plane the other day wore a mask on but then she's sitting next to me she just takes off and starts talking to me i'm like wait i'm so confused you had a mask on but now you're just like sitting here just conversing with your mask off like what are we doing here Detroit style pizza is number one. Asks, <laughs> what's the gang's what thought? What are we doing? What makes some sense? For, make some any sense? Make any sense for me? Listen, this know, is why I might not be able to be a coach because I need things to make sense. Himself. I can't just fake it and pretend. Yeah, you're not going to go along to get along, which I appreciate and also uh, commiserate with. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'll move along to the next question because I think this is funny. What's the gang's thoughts on Crocs? I'll tell you what. Caleb Piles is a Croc enthusiast. He got his first pair. He was he can't stop talking about these freaking rubber shoes and the little things he the little pegs he puts in he can't wait to like show his friends this stuff he thinks it's a big i've never owned a pair to be honest never had popular right now they are crocs are crocs are big i feel like 
JD should have some, but I've never seen you in them. I used I used to have Crocs. I don't have a, I haven't had a pair for a couple years. I feel like you're gonna wear Crocs to your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Dress Crocs, obviously. Uh, yeah, Cro Crocs are fine. No, no, no strong opinion either way. No, str no strong opinion e either way. Uh, you know. They're very mainstream now, so too I, ca I can't be I can't yeah. be rocking Crocs, you know. Too mainstream now. Too mainstream. Back in the day, though. Okay, Ben. They're, they're a great hybrid shoe in uh, terms of I want to go do some water activities, but also some mm -hmm. land activities, uh, in a very quick timeline. It's an amphibious shoe. Yes, and that's where I'm looking for. And that's rare, and that is rare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, Ben. Uh, I don't think I've ever owned a pair, but I can't say for certain that I have not. So uh, I, I do not currently own a pair of Crocs. What about I your no children? Of wearing them. Um, all the situations you guys would probably say you want to wear Crocs in, I would just say I'll do it without any shoes at all. That's true. Um, and then Mitchell Messenbrick will dunk on your feet for being disgusting. Whatever. Kyle, I bet Kyle Dace got nappier feet than I do because you know he, he don't wear no. any shoes either. He's, but you've been in the no shoe game for a lot longer than Kyle. You think so? A hundred percent, bro. You haven't been wearing shoes like since, since it's been a while. It's been a yeah. while, maybe I don't know, decade, twenty years. Actually, I remember. You know what's funny? I, I'm going to do a throwback right here. In the very NCAs, 2007, mm -hmm. the week of Martin has started flow and came to Columbia, Missouri, and he filmed me. The films are probably still on on. Uh, somewhere very deep in the archives right mm -hmm. and this dude started yelling at me because i was playing disc golf barefoot and i said listen i'm fine you just let me do what i want you're not my coach you can't yell at me and he's like but you have NCAAs this week i'm like i don't give a damn this is how i play disc golf and i'm gonna continue to play disc golf this way i know your feet were cold he was just looking out for you yeah, no it wasn't it was beautiful out it was a beautiful you can find i bet you can find it on the website somewhere it was a beautiful day in columbia missouri in march okay well then yeah mm -hmm. that's fine a lot of the penn state guys are doing the grounded are they yeah i talked Whoa. to a lot of them shane vanessa's like yeah i don't wear shoes to class dang there He's we like, go he, all, they, he says they, i will bring my they got ben ashton style now it's like i will bring my shoes and put them on when i actually enter the building but Okay. Um, next question. I think so. You can't do that during the winter. This in cold places. No. Yeah, that'd be brutal. My feet get cold. Uh, okay. This will probably be our last question. Well, maybe not. I have a coaching question for you guys. Any oh. good tricks to remember kids' names? I have a hard time remembering the kids that come in the less frequently. I coach club. Lots of kids. Ben, how, do you remember every kid's name very yes. easily? You gotta know their damn names. I know every kid from almost every freaking academy. We got a ton of them. But really? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know every kid. You I want to give you credit. No, there's no excuse. You just need to. You need to say. Here's what I always say to people, and I say this to kids too. When that when they're making some lame ass excuse about why they can't do something, right? Something easy. I'm not saying like go be a national champ, right? I'm saying something easy, like remember some names. If I gave you a million dollars, would you do it? And the answer is yeah, you would, right? Like I had some kids reading some books right and he's like oh i forgot i'm like if i gave you a million dollars would you read that book and the answer is yeah yeah you would have it would have been that first effing thing you did when you went home last week <laughs> you didn't yeah. do it because you don't care enough yeah you need to care it's freaking important do it learn their names ej newton ej get it done stop making excuses if i gave you a million dollars you'd have every kid's name by tomorrow figure well, it out one thing i will say 
I, I want to give Ben credit here, but I also think this could be one of those beautiful mind situations where Ben just automatically just remembers them reflexively. No, it's not. It is not. It's, I, I make a strong effort. Like, um, there are certain times, well, like, like Tuesday, right? Uh, Tuesday, we had our five-year-old ninjas come in, and most of them are brand new because they're five, and we don't let them come in before they're five, right? And so there's certain kids. I'll go up to like four times, like, what is your name again? What is your name? You know, and so it's like, and then at the beginning of each class, our five year olds, I do attendance. And so I say name and then I look at their face. So I kind of like, yeah, so with our five year olds, but with our high school kids, like, I know them all. I don't have to do that every class, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, that is like, it's so important to me. And that's, I mean, we had a manager summit. That's, it's so important that you know their names and you know who they are and you care enough to figure it out. Yeah. Do you ever employ the nickname strategies? Man, I had an um, assistant coach. He called every kid Spike. He's like, what's going on, Spike? <laughs> Who? I, you don't know him. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you said... Um, He's an older guy. Uh, Maybe somebody- Yeah, that would probably be after a while or unless some, some little kids... Um, some little kids are wild. I had this little six-year-old. I think he was five or six last year. And one time, he's like... His name was Andrew. And I said, Andrew. And he goes, no, my name is Technoblade. I don't know what that means, but all right. So then I called him Technoblade because it was so hilarious. And then after a while, I was like, no, my name's Andrew. I'm like, Andrew, you made me call you Technoblade one day, so I am going to call you Technoblade because you you made me do it. I tried calling you Andrew. You said no Technoblade, and now your name is Technoblade. Deal with it. That is incredible. As he gets, as he grows, that's going to be even cooler and cooler. <laughs> it's like uh, Rob Waller, the one of the coaches we stayed at. Tyler and I stayed at his club this past week. He was talking to us like, yeah, one little kid come in and he had hair down to here. So I, I called him Hippie. His name was Hippie. And one day he came in completely bald. I didn't even recognize him. His oh. name was still Hippie. <laughs> still Hippie. You know who that happened with last week? Who? I went to Who's Number One on Thursday. And I was walking out our Friday. I went Friday. I came and worked out. And uh, I was leaving. And I saw this kid. I'm like, I knew that kid. Where do I know that kid from? I was looking at him. I was walking out in the parking lot. I'm like, I know I know this kid, you know? But I couldn't figure it out. And then the next day, I realized Christian Castillo cut his hair. Oh, yeah. He looked totally different, bro. I could not. I was trying to figure out who he was on Friday, and I could not figure it out. I knew I knew him, but I didn't know who he was. That wow. was a man that, that was really crazy. committed to the mullet lifestyle in a way few 8th and ninth graders are willing to. Yeah. He, it was it was incredible commitment. I hope we see it again. But yeah, he it definitely looked different. No, to be mulletless. Uh, but with that, it is time to go. This was a very fun show. We did tears. It would have been funny to not do it, but I don't think we would have got a full show in. Otherwise, we could have made it happen. But it was fun. Yeah. It was we fun. had Pan- we'll next week. We got a new outro song. Ooh, I don't I don't know. Exciting. He kind of Tyler's playing with it in his bag a little bit. We thank you guys so much. We'll be back Monday. Monday. Let's call it Monday. Monday. We'll be back. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a great, great, great weekend. And, yeah, keep it on Flow Wrestling. A lot of great stuff coming. See ya. Peace. Yeah, I like this.